Talof Lava, Tyne Seller here from the Hopecast. Today we've got an amazing man who's going to be talking about his health journey, six heart operations, and so much more, Mr. Andrew Few, right now on Hopecast. You're not healthy, are you, bro? How many heart transplants have you had? I've had six open heart surgeries. Uh, spent four and a half years in hospital. Uh, and died a couple of times. Died a couple of times. But I Did look you? fantastic. Bro, look at that. You do. Look at that. No, man, you look really good. So, you know that they say... No that... oxygen bottle following <laughs> me around. They, they say that 63% of people who have had heart transplants uh, take on anxiety and depression. 63%. Where do you sit in that? Um, I think anybody who takes on any type of major surgery, um, yeah, it's, it's a natural situation. Um, for myself, it's, it's not really, you know, my first one was when I was 14 years old. Um, so i kind of sort of in, in tune with it, if you can be. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I just knew that if I didn't have it, then I wouldn't live, that's it. I, I just didn't feel like I had a lot of time to uh, become sad or um, depressed. There's got to be a time where you get one operation, okay, you backed it up with another one at the age of 14. You gotta, there has to have been a time where you went, come on, why me? What, what, why, oh, what have I done to deserve yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the time, of course, of course. So these are natural things um, any kid, any, any man or woman would think about. You know, what, what have you done to anger the universe? Or I was brought up a Catholic, um, diehard Catholic. Um, you know, there'd be rosaries, novenas, zinging out of my sitting room hundreds a day and um, you know we were the type of family that had basically like a Mount Rushmore of Jesus statues uh, Mary statues and other saints that you know you, you had no relevance to to our daily life but it was it was just anything a holy relic slash my parents picked up it, it was in that corner and it, it took up quite a bit of the sitting room. So, um, yeah, I was angry. I was angry at God. You know, um, I'd done the whole Holy Communion, confirmation, the whole thing. I went to a convent school. I ended up going to an all-boys um, college, Catholic college. Yeah, I was very angry, you know. I was like, you know, at night when you're in the hospital room, you're just having your own conversations. And, you know, I'm swearing. You know, I'm going, you're a fake God, you know, you're fake. All this prayers and stuff and, and you know, why me? Why my parents? My parents have got it tough. You know that, I know that. And, yeah, instead of uh, a healthy kid, you know, um, why, why, why this? Because, you know, your parents move here to New Zealand because they want a better start. They're hoping that your kids grow up and become healthy and, and they're gonna make some money and they're gonna pull them out of that low socioeconomic sort of 
realm that they're stuck in. And um, yeah, man, I, I knew even at 14 that my life was pretty much handicapped. You know, I wasn't going to become a policeman, and I, I wanted to be a cop to be a cop back then. You know, I thought nothing better uh, honourable to serve the community. Um, you know, they earn good money. Uh, you know, the community looks up to them. They help people. Uh, but, you know, after a heart operation, you, you can't see yourself jumping over fences running after burglars or anything. So, yeah, I was very angry and, um, yeah, I, I took it out on the room. I didn't, I didn't play up in front of my parents. I didn't take it out on them. Uh, you know, if God was listening, great. Uh, but, you know, I made it known I wasn't happy. Um, but I reconciled quite easily uh, within, a, within a year. Then I've never been, I've never had that depression or that sort of bad, angry mood. You know, when the doctors say, oh, hey, Andrew, um, that heart operation we gave you the other day with the artificial valves. Uh, yeah, they were working great last year, but man, your heart around those artificial titanium valves, they're crumbling. So that valve has, to, where it's stuck into your heart, it's crumbled all around it. So the valve is good, but we're gonna have to change it. We're gonna have to operate because you're leaking blood and, and it's just not going through your system. And honestly, it would just go like that. I would just say, yep, okay, let's do it. When can we do it? You, there's, there's no other way to, you know, you can't, you know, you're not Superman. You, you, the, what are you going to do? You're going to, oh, just give me a minute. I'm just going to have a bit of a cry. You know, yeah. they're like, well, you know, we've got another 30 other patients who, who are equally just as important as, as, as you, you know. And, um, you know, it's just the way it is. It, 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 it's just, I think it's a mind thing. You've just got to realise, look, you've just got to break through that barrier. And um, I'm not special at all. Man, you walk through any hospital ward in Auckland or Middlemore and you see some of those kids in there, it breaks your heart. You know, they're like three years old and they're having heart operations, you know. So at 14, man, I'm a master. I can do this. You know, no, no one asked them, those three-year-olds. But, you know, they, they don't even understand why they're there. You know, they, they just feel like their parents are withholding love through a glass wall. You know, at the age of 14, you have, you don't understand everything, but you have an idea that this is no one's fault. How did your mental health change as the operations kept coming because you've obviously suffered way more setbacks than the average person. You know, how does someone like you just keep coming, keep coming? Because you talk about you just had to get on with it, but at what, like, mental capacity? Well, at the end of the day, um, why does anyone... What, what, what's the prize? Let, let's think about it. For someone like me, to spend all these years of going through this journey, well, what, what is the prize? Well, there's really only one. You want a better life.
And, and it really comes down to love. You love your family. You love your anger. You know, I love my mum. I love my dad. Um, so I want to be better for them. I want to try and help them. Even in my sickened state, the worst thing about passing away is that I'm never going to see them again. You know, I'm never going to be able to, you know, eat my mother's chop suey or, or, or enjoy the Sunday sort of doing nutties and the lunches that we have, you know, where all our family and all our great great grandchildren, you know, just nieces and nephews, you know, there's like, 18 cars outside my mother's house every Sunday. You talked about dying twice, and you're staring at something that's oh, challenging, just doesn't describe it right now. So I just want you to paint a picture of where you're at. Tell me how many surgeries you've been through. Paint a picture about your medical history, and tell me where you're at with why you've made certain decisions? Okay, so about a year ago, I was walking maybe 105 kilometers a week, uh, no, about a month, with a 20 kilo pack up and down, like even after all those six open heart surgeries, um, I was still keeping fit with my dogs um, back in Queensland. And then I realised that um, I was having trouble breathing. It got to the point where I could barely walk to the mailbox. Like, to the mailbox! Do you know? That's, that's crazy. And, um, and uh, I did some tests and uh, came back. My dog said, get back to Auckland. You know, uh, we don't like what's going on. Um, we think it's something else that's come up. Uh, to, you know, it's, uh, it's, I don't, we don't know you. We need more testing, but we need you in hospital. They said, you are stable to a point where you can, you might have a year, or you could actually die next month in your sleep. And I said, you know what, I'm tired of operations. And every one that you're going to give me, you're probably going to take one off. And I said, yeah, well, if we tried to, 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 to search for another heart for you, yeah, whoever was in line, would, the way it works, uh, the sicker the person, if he qualifies, everyone else goes down the line. Um, you know, just for one heart operation, you know, you've got two surgical teams, you know, that's like uh, 15 people, you know, and that's like uh, 11 hours. You know, that, that, that time alone, you could, be, you, you, you could fix someone else up. And, um, and there's no guarantee that I was going to be fine after that. You know, they might make it worse. That's the point. And I just said, look... I'm going to just tap out. Not quit, but, you know, you can maybe give those resources and everything back to someone else. Um, I've had a good wicket. 
I've had an amazing life since 14. Uh, I've, I've travelled the world. I said, uh, you know, um, I feel like I've, I've accomplished a lot of things. And they were like, are you sure? And I went, yep. And I just went and told my parents, uh, I told my mother, I said, listen, I took her out and I sat her down and I said, that's it for me. And she was like, no, that isn't it. You know, we're going to get another second opinion. And I went, no, it's, it's, that's it for me. It's fine. I'm so happy with it. I've made my decision. And I tell you, the sense of relief is, is just uh, is crazy. You know, I'm so happy about it. You know, but, you know, who's happy about dying? But I'm just so happy. I, I just, you know, when you're 14, you've just always got this expectation. You've got, you know, you, you've, you've just, you know, you're in comas and what have you, and you think, now finally uh, I've made my own decision that now I'm happy. I just want to go back and play with my dogs and take long walks on the beach, you know, maybe uh, work on my cooking. You know, my cooking's fantastic, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, maybe bring out a cooking book. I don't know, maybe I've got a year to do that. Change your hairstyle, do something. Well, <laughs> you know, that's one thing about dying. You don't care what people think. <laughs> oh, Andrew. You know, it's sad, but it's, it, it's happy as well. Yep. You've got good people around you? Oh, man, I've got the best. Is that important? Yeah, I, I think uh, it's hard even for me now to, to open up. Um, I think I talk to my partner a lot more. Um, but, you know, I don't need to, I don't talk to everyone about it. I still sort of keep things in. Um, because I, I'm happy with the, my decision and I'm happy with it. But, you know, it's good to have good friends as well, you know, go to dinner, um, catch up for coffee and things like that. Um, you know, they, they bring up their latest dying joke. <laughs> you know, like you, Sela. Not me, bro. I would never do that. But, but you, you know what? You've got no... You've got no option here. The book's been written for you, so to speak. There are others who are finding things really challenging at the moment who think that they don't have options. Do you know what I mean? What would you say to them? Who think they don't have hope? Uh, oh, them, I think bro? you always have hope. You know, you always have... Um, you always have a way... You know, you might not see it. Uh, you know, there are many times um, I've not seen how I'm going to survive this next operation. But, you know, you, you, then you're surprised. Because, you know, the, 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 human, the human body in itself is, is, is amazing. You know, it, it, can, it can take so much. But at the same time, if you just give it a bit of chance, give it a chance, you know, give it some time, you know, you, you can overcome amazing things too. You know, you you can really excel, and um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm. I hope there are 
there were better words than what I could actually offer these people. But um, I, I would just say, just don't give up. You know, for 44 years, I never gave up. You know, for 44 years, I just thought, you know, if I gave up, I wouldn't have had that with my family. I wouldn't have had my grandkids. You know, I wouldn't have seen my, my son graduate from university. You know, there's, there's you know, the laugh, I think about the laughter and the humour in my family that I would missed out. You know, I think about those trying times when uh, my family collectively overcame th situations. Um, and, and, you know, and then we all had the high five moment. Man, you know, you know I, I think about that and I would have missed out if I, if, I, if I just went, you know what, forget it. You know, you, you can't roll up all those years of love and um, joy if you just quit. Um, brother, you know, first of all, um, from the bottom of my heart and um, us here, you know, we really appreciate you uh, being open, honest and raw about your journey. And um, I, I think you're amazing, man. You know, like um, the setbacks that you've had to go through and um, everything about you is hope. And, um, you know, we want to give you one of these bands here. Um, it's got I Am Hope on there so that no matter where you journey fear um, all the way through um, that you can signify hope because that's who you are and that's what you are so um, we love you man and um, nothing but respect for you thanks brother um, shut bro take one of these take one of these man this is you bro 100% that's all you how come you guys get a gold plate of one <laughs> <laughs> I get the plastic one Put this one in your ear. <laughs>